0: Hello and welcome to Each Sold Separately, Collect Them All, an action figure podcast with me, Colonel Raines Carr, and your friend and mine, Brian Charles Rooney. This week we'll be discussing universal monster action figures as well as our monster memories of the past. So sit back, relax, and we'll be with you right after this message. What's wrong with Dracula? He's losing his monster power. So is Frankenstein. Quick, into the Monsterizer. You can activate the Monsterizer. Battery's not included. And imagine you're restoring monster power to Frankenstein. Figures sold separately. You crank him into the chamber. It closes automatically. Activate the Monsterizer. I feel like a new monster. The Monsterizer comes complete as shown. Frankenstein and Dracula figures are sold separately. New from Remco we could just well play.
1: what we can just play what no we could just rec- set, rec- re- record what we just said and be like a d- on a, on a special episode of each now sold separately. now on a special
0: episode of each sold separately <laughs> collect them all with me Colonel rain's car and browse Charles Rooney I forgot his name for a minute there um hey Brian Charles Rooney I've been record- recording for a while what's going on, what's going on? <laughs> I'm good how are you I'm doing okay I'm doing okay I've been a little um I don't know. We've had a little toy lull the last couple of weeks. We haven't talked toys in a couple of weeks. No, um, we've talked uh, and pre-orders. Gotten... And... Yeah, pre-orders boring. Ugh, so well. boring. <laughs> it's oh. boring until you have it. Boring. It's Boring the until your pre-order arrives toy in the mail. Collectors of all is the pre-order crowd. Y'all are and so you... lazy. Oh, but
1: but when your pre-order arrives in the mail and you can live in it, that's another story. Oh, Lordy. Ugh. <sighs> Make sure you order your Snake Mountain, people. Well, definitely You can order that. it from Entertainment Earth and not well, pay that's shipping more like if you live a, in like L.A. A,
0: that's right. Well, that's like a Kickstarter, but like, you know, sort of. regular old priest pre-orders just oh, like always bother yeah. me. They just bother me. But did you see that old Snake Mountain has, has over 55% as of mm-hmm. now? And that's without
1: cool. uh, Australia, Canada, South America...
0: Well, they don't deserve, none of those people deserve a Snake Mountain, so they're not getting it, okay? (laughs) Australia, forget it. Canada, definitely not. You're too nice for Snake Mountain. You can't have evil things there. No. Mexico, Mexico deserves it. Mexico 100% deserves it because they're Masters of the (laughs) Universe fans. But But, Australia, forget it. There's nothing but but jerks in Australia. Especially those Australians with podcasts. Oh, gross. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> just kidding. Just what do kidding. they know? What do they know? Nothing. Um, what do they know about toys? No, just kidding. But the, um, yeah, you no, I'm them. excited about that Snake Mountain. Um, I'm not going to be able to get it myself, sadly, because we're in a very lean summer at the moment. Um, but I'm hoping at the last moment that a miracle will come through and $750 will drop in my pocket and I can order it mm. on May the 31st. So we'll see. A very
1: special Kickstarter for Colonel Rain's oh, car Jesus. and Snake Mountain.
0: That would Come be on, lovely. people! <laughs>
1: that would be Maybe lovely. we should get a Patreon and you could buy it.
0: Oh lordy, that would be just hey. Awful. I mean,
1: if if That'd 750 people donated a dollar, then it could happen.
0: Yeah, I'm not spending people's money on a Snake Mountain. That's so horrible. <laughs> oh lord i guess so you're right yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> so can't one of my rich uncle toy collectors just get me one <laughs>
1: i want a rich uncle toy collector where's my Hi, rich, rich uncle, uncle to- toy collector oh, my all rich right? uncle- yes my rich uncle what
0: leonardo you? dicaprio can't you buy me one i mean really Jeez, <laughs> is
1: that what you're calling him uncle okay
0: <laughs> uncle leo good to We're know the same age but uncle leo no um <laughs> But, yeah, well, how are you, Brian Charles Rooney? What new toys have arrived in your home in the last couple of weeks?
1: New toys that have arrived in my home that I have not talked about. Uh,
0: Probably
1: the X-Wave from Marvel Legends. Uh, The Caliban Build-A-Figure wave, which I love. Save for the Skullbuster figure, which is a nice figure, but I did not need him. I needed Callisto or Pyro or Avalanche or Toad or... Any number of other interesting villains. Um, But I know that people like the Reavers, and that's great for them.
0: I'm not sure Uh, who these people are. I've never met them, but sure.
1: Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I actually found Super 7 uh, Blind Box Masters of the Universe reaction figures when I was downtown serving jury duty yesterday, which I was excused from. Well, of Um, course.
0: You always use the Homer Simpson method, which... The trick what? is the trick is, son, you tell them that you're prejudiced against all races.
1: <laughs> that I you know what's funny? There was a part of me that I well, all right, first I, I arrived at the courthouse, I had to register, you know, you go in and you listen to their spiel but I brought there I brought my the trial of Lizzie Borden book because <laughs> I wanted to sit there with it open and just have it <laughs> in my face when they asked me if any questions. Uh, I thought this'll be disturbing. Um but I didn't have to. I got excused because I have a child, and that was—they oh. just—they didn't even care. I didn't have to. They—they're—they're uh, like, "Do you have a birth certificate?" I was like, "Not with me," I said. But I could get it. It's okay. And then they just gave me the pass. So that wow. was nice. Uh, but it was Supreme Court in New York, which oh, that could prove to be very interesting in interesting. the near future. Yeah, and you yeah. could have made ten
0: dollars a day. That would have been fun. Forty. Oh, forty. Forty a day. Wow. Yeah. wow. I know. New York economy, only $40. I was
1: like, really? Um, that's not right. But, uh, I found the, I found the masters universe blind box figures. And I spent about (laughs) 15 minutes standing there weighing the boxes in my hands (laughs) because I, I, I wanted Tila and I wanted Orko because they, Tila's in show colors. It's in like a brighter red, which I've always preferred for her. Um, And Orko comes in brighter colors, or he comes as a crystal variant. So it's like a sparkle, uh, translucent plastic
0: with sparkle. Disappearing or whatever, yeah.
1: Yeah, but actually, all of the good guys—it's He-Man, Man-At-Arms, Tila, and Orko—and they come in show color, cartoon color, deco, and then they have variants of them: a glow-in-the-dark Man-At-Arms, a a translucent, powered-up He-Man. Um, A gold and black Tila, which is kind of Egyptian looking, which is neat for her. And then um, the crystal orco. But I ended up with uh, cartoon colors Tila and um, Egyptian Tila, the black and gold one, which I've not seen anybody else have. And then this cool uh, translucent He-Man, which looks like
0: he's full of power. He looks like snot He-Man. Like he's a little bit, snot.
1: A li- or like mm-hmm. um, old lady candy he man. Old like lady the... candy
0: he man. I like that better. <laughs> yes.
1: <Yeah. laughs> uh, he, lo- he looks like if you, especially if you showed up to it up to the light, it, it looks like you could eat him, and that's kind have of an tried, amazing idea.
0: Have you tried eating he man just yet? <laughs> no,
1: um, but I'll I'll post pictures on the Instagram because they're they're cool looking, uh, and there was a ton of other stuff there. They had. Uh, they had the uh, DC Essentials collection, which I'm so tempted to go in on just because they've announced their ending, so it's kind of a finite collection. Right. And they look pretty and cool. They, they look pretty They announced... Cool. Yeah, they, they are. And they're actually large enough to fit with uh, DC Classics from Mattel, which oh, is okay. a nice thing. But that made me put the brakes on and go, you know what? You have most of these figures uh-huh. in this size. Mm-hmm. And... um. They announced that they are going to be producing the Balint Catwoman uh, figure that they'd canceled last year in Icons. So she's going to be in a bigger, in this b- slightly bigger scale for DC Essentials, which is a good thing because she'll fit perfectly with my Mattel massive Mattel DC Classics Multiverse collection. So that was my that was wow, my toy day yesterday. That's
0: exciting. Well, over here well, we've gotten the X Wave. I only have a couple of them so far. Um, I've seen them all except for Beast and Weapon X, um, but the other Brian found them all. Um, so who knows? Maybe he's got an extra beast for me hiding somewhere. Um, other than that, I'm still looking for those last couple Build-A-Figure pieces for old Kingpin. I've got yeah. that Shadow King head on there right now, so without uh. a leg. So it's like he's got a head, but no leg. And, um, I, still I, saw need I just the gotta, head too, yeah, I gotta get that dang. Head, I really hate that figure. Oh, God. same, I, I, hate that I, figure I much prefer the that other version. With. I
1: don't need this new version. I didn't even need Black Cat. I mean, she's fine, but
0: I'm not boring, I'm probably man. gonna trade her Snowtown, or something. I just, say.
1: it's just not, I don't need new versions. I need characters that I don't have.
0: Yes, I was thinking the same exact thing, and, um, so I've seen those. Uh, what else has gotten new around here? Oh, um, we finally, which was very exciting, got our first of the new Disney Series 2 Lego mini figures in the blind. Oh bags. yeah. Yeah. So we got Dewey, is the only one we have so far, because we were <laughs> at the Lego store in Orlando at Disney World at Disney Springs. And two guys, I wouldn't say that they were men in their forties, but you know, the only people that collect toys are men in their forties are going through it and they already have a whole handful because they want every single one. Of course. And so we we show up. Well, it's a while good About seventy five percent of them have already been felt and gone through, and they've already picked them up. And we look kind of sad and they took pity on us. They're like, okay, which one do you want? <laughs> you and I said, Dewey. yeah, they're like, I want Dewey. So no it was Elsa pretty for funny. You. Exactly. No, it was pretty no funny. No Steamboat Mickey for you. Yeah. Yeah. So they took every other figure. I really wanted, of course, Steamboat Willie and, uh, you know, the mini right. from Steamboat Willie. And, um, but they had every and other one Elsa. in their hands. All they left were Frozone <laughs> was the only one left in the box. Um, which was uh... kind of sad. And then I also found at our local Walmart yesterday a couple more of the mini figures. <gasps> so we got oh. Dale and oh that's cool. and Anna, which is not one of the ones I necessarily needed,
1: uh, but uh... it's fine, you know.
0: We I'm the... not a Frozen fan. I I don't I mean I like I like some of the songs, but
1: I I it took me forever to even watch that movie and then it's... I watched it with my son and we were like
0: it's kind of much ado about nothing. It's about a you know selfish girl freezing everyone to death, and I'm not really sure why that's interesting or exciting. But I like I like uh, you know I like some of the characters in there, and the sidekicks are a lot of fun. And you know it's got a lot of good Disney stuff in it. Um, right. But as a whole, there's so many better ones. Like it's not even, yeah. not even close. There's well, so now they're out of the way. Right. But... <laughs> so. But what are you going to do? But other than that, yeah, Jubilee and Gambit are here, and so I've got Jubilee sitting here on the desk with a friend of mine who we're going to talk about here in a little bit, Uh, which is why we were having a podcast uh, today, to talk about something. uh, Are you okay? Are you okay? (laughs) Blame, fine. (laughs) So what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? I don't know what it is. I wonder if people could guess. I'm not really sure. Well, I don't know if you know this, Brian Charles Rooney, but I'm a huge, massive Universal Monsters fan. Monster fan what? in general, but a really big Universal horror monster fan. Um, like Since I was a little kid, watching those movies when they would have... I'm old enough to have had the horror host, the local horror host, showing those movies on Saturdays. I know you're probably too young for this. Like where no, you know, like Vampire and Elvira would introduce movies and things like that. Oh, sure. Uh, but yeah. every town didn't have anything like that. Every town had like a local horror host. And they would that's do amazing. they would show <laughs> horror movies on Saturdays or Friday nights and Saturdays, and you know they'd have a cheesy guy dressed up and they would introduce it. Oh, and that's awesome. um, it was a really big thing all over. I mean, there's very famous ones from the Northeast and Chicago and all over the place that still do it. There's still one that does it on TV, his name's uh, Sven Gooley. If you've ever, heard I've heard, right heard that, yeah. yeah, yeah, he still does it, and um, I don't unfortunately. Oh, I actually
1: watched one of his the other night. Yeah. Uh, it was uh,
0: he's kind of the chubby guy with the long black hair and the like skull face paint. Creature from the Black side. Lagoon. He did
1: he okay. did that. Yeah, uh, but he
0: does. That's kind of what they were like. Was sort of a local yokel, public right. access kind of thing. And um, what's funny is because of this thing called the internet, um. People do their own horror shows all over the world. Yes, they do. (laughs) And they publish them on YouTube and other places. And there's even a thing called eerie late night horror channel dot com where they'll show like every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They'll do like an entire day of showing all these different people's horror host shows. Right. And so it's like this kind of renaissance of that thing of, you know, old people like me that remember that stuff are now bringing it back. And uh, people watch it on the internet.
1: You know, it's funny. My friend Danielle plays this character Penny Dreadful, and she has this show Penny Dreadful's Shilling Shockers. You could look it up on Facebook. We should totally have had her as a guest today. I, I had, I always think of her in terms of He Man, and I was like, I, I've wanted to have her as a guest um, to talk about uh, the series of books that they've produced with Dark Horse because um, they're working on a new one. And uh, but I totally should <laughs> have mentioned to you that we should have had her as a guest. Maybe we can have another Universal Monsters episode. Sure, we can. We can um, just have another
0: Monster Toy episode, and that's her a good on, idea. You know. um,
1: uh, but she, yeah, she's like that. She created this character and a whole bunch of her awesome. friends, and they have. you Definitely check her out on Facebook, people, because just she's fantastic, and she has you know DVDs and then YouTube videos yep. of, of the viewings, and she reviews them and she talks about the history, and it's she's very smart woman so and and has done her homework so there's a lot of really good information and very funny um so yeah she's she's definitely one of those
0: that's uh, one of the things i love about the internet is that this kind of stuff is coming back and there's these little niche audiences for everyone for whatever they mean you know it separates us more but also brings (laughs) us more together which i really love and and this is something as a what the hell was that noise jesus lord stop that Stop playing with your thing. Stop playing with your microphone thing. I had to cough. <laughs> had to cough. <laughs> well, just cough. God, the microphone sound was horrible. Um, it was terrible. And it was awful. Um, but no, I just love that you know people can still do this kind of thing. And, and it was such a big part of my childhood because I was right. sort of the very end of that being a thing. And because uh, it was sort of the 50s through the early 80s. And, um, and it's still around, which I really love. <laughs> Because I've always been a monster fan. Always a monster fan. And uh, what about yourself? What is your relationship with uh, Universal Monsters?
1: Um, well, as a kid, I was particularly interested in vampires. So my mom and my grandmother, my grandmother more so, uh, was into all of a lot of those movies. And she introduced me, even though it's not Universal, she introduced me to Dark Shadows, okay. which was kind of my way in. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that it was campy. I just thought it was scary because yeah. I was really <laughs> little, and it was it was on reruns. And it was black and white, and I would sit there scared to death, and um, and that led me into wanting to watch more monster movies. Um, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and uh, Dracula. Um, those were, those were my favorites, and then I kind of uh, found the USA Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, had constantly uh, especially on the weekends would have, would have monster movies uh, the Universal movies and then also these kind of rip offs from the 70s yeah. uh, of all these like, kind of racy quote unquote racy vampire yeah. movies um, up all so night that with was... gilbert
0: godfrey and all those other people <coughs> definitely yep. oh my
1: god i'd forgotten about Up all that. night with gilbert up godfrey night.
0: <laughs> and what's her favorite was the other one what was the i forget, theme name, so I forget her name she used to yeah.
1: say that she said like, usa up all night i yeah. can't remember i, I was that i did
0: nothing but watch that stuff oh my gosh that's so good
1: and then that kind of as i got a little older kind of went into tales from the crypt and i mean again yeah, not universal horror, but yeah all definitely based on that aesthetic and that mood that created well, by those all the movies. The
0: creators of that were all inspired by Universal. Of course. Horror.
1: Yeah. Um so you know and then as far as toys as a kid I just don't remember there being any options like other than when the real Ghostbusters toy line had their versions of the universal monsters like the Frankenstein and Dracula figures. But other than that I didn't have the opportunity, at least not that it, none were presented to me.
0: Well, sadly you grew up in a time that was very dry for really good universal monster figures. And since I'm a little bit older than you, 20 years older than you, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I actually got some really great monster figures as a kid and we can definitely talk about those. Um, the very first ones, my brother had some of the Mego, um, monsters right. which weren't universal licensed monsters they were just generic Frankenstein's monster generic Dracula generic mummy generic wolfman and they were fun for generic little characters um sure. and then uh that Azrak Hamaway the sort of knockoff company of Mego they uh, made universal monsters that had more um, of a likeness of the actual Universal Monsters figures. I can't remember if those are actually licensed or not. I think <laughs> they were licensed with Universal because um, they made a bunch of cool variants of all kinds of really cool figures. This is the mid to late 70s. Like you can look up all the old Sears catalogs and Montgomery Ward catalogs and you can see like Batman and Robin fighting the monsters and things like that. <laughs> so great. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> Azrak Hamway, or Ahi's, what we call them, H A I, they turned into a company called Remco. Remco is a division of them. And Remco made the first really fantastic, uh, great monster figures. So, yeah, Remco made the first sort of, like, really great likenesses for Universal Monsters toys, and um, I absolutely loved them as a kid. I don't know if you've you've seen them, I'm sure, before. They're glow-in-the-dark. They have glow-in-the-dark heads and hands, and they have an uh, action feature, which is you press this button on their back, yes. and they yes. sort of claw you know like grab someone they give you a hug They give you a (laughs) hug there are monsters that that give you a hug which is really great (laughs) and I had um all of the easy to find ones as a kid because I never saw the creature from the Black Lagoon or the Phantom of the Opera as a kid and those are the two really rare ones that are very expensive today right um but the, those were my introduction to them, and later on I found out there were even more 70s, you know, universal or sort of monster toys from a company called Lincoln International who made really beautiful ones that are out of control, super cool monster toys that are very expensive. What size expensive. are those? These are all Mego size, so all like, okay. nine, you know, uh, all that 8, 9-inch eight, scale. Okay. So they're all in that scale. Uh, they're all meant to play with Mego because those were so popular in the 70s. Of course. Um, so they were sort of all meant to go with those, and there's so many Mego knockoffs, um, things we call Mego-like. Um, and there were a lot of great monster toys, so I got in right at the tail end of those, because those Rimco ones came out in 1980. So they were on sale in 1981 when I was going to Lionel Playworld, and I picked <laughs> them all up for very cheap. They came in these beautiful blue boxes with an incredible painting of the Uh, character. They came with a skull ring that glows in the dark. That sounds familiar. And they came with a little patch. Wait, wait, let's talk about
1: that ring for a second. Mm
0: -hmm. I didn't know
1: about that. That sounds very familiar. If you are a Masters of the Universe fan, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. They had released Triclops and Trapjaw Mm -hmm. uh, with glow-in-the-dark gray skull huh? rings mm-hmm. so that obviously i had no idea stolen that,
0: from remco totally mm-hmm.
1: that's really interesting and i've that's... never
0: compared them i don't know if it's the same mold you never know it could be but um uh
1: i don't think so because them. it's I like have a to flat it's a flat surface with with uh well maybe i mean it, it's I what i think it. of as a gray skull face but it could have been
0: i don't stolen. remember. I and... have to actually i need to take a look because now that's i'm curious i have one across the room over there but um but well, when I grew up, of course, um, I finally got the Phantom of the Opera, which uh, is the rarest Remco figure there is. Right. And I got him for my birthday about eight years ago, and I paid a pretty penny, somebody that had found it in their attic, and it was in perfect condition. Right. And I paid about $500 for it. Nowadays, nowadays, you're going to pay over 1000 for for wow. a similar condition, because he comes with a hat... And the mask, the Phantom mask, which is always lost if you find a loose one. Of course, you can't. I mean, I've only maybe seen four or five that actually have the hat and the mask.
1: And nobody has gone and taken the initiative to recreate that and sell it on Shapeways or something. Believe they haven't?
0: Isn't it dumb? Yeah, that's. But well, that would be really I easy think to do. The problem too. is, is the people that have them just don't have that capability or haven't thought about it. Right. You know, because right. I have not see There's monster toy collectors out there that hmm. are really big time. And maybe they just haven't thought about it. Um, but I did get it. Um, and then I put it in storage when I moved from Los Angeles. And so my ex-girlfriend went in and stole it and still has it to this day. And when you look at her uh. Instagram, you can see it in the background. So I have the box. Okay,
1: so where does and she the live? insert.
0: She lives <laughs> in Los Angeles. it sounds like an adventure. Ring. And now she still has my phantom figure along with some other things. Like my Mego love boat. And, uh, my all right no we need, we need to orchestrate
1: need to orchestrate a steel back um <sighs> man yeah kind of an oceans oceans 11 type
0: yep, type adventure exactly. dun, dun, so you get dun, those
1: back yeah. hmm we'll do a
0: mission impossible to Los Angeles there's a
1: way where there's back. a will there's a way and it's only right because she stole them so well
0: exactly she stole them from my storage unit and so she got them to open the door and so hm wow um, yeah but anyways, anyways, my phantom is now gone, and I have his box. And even the box is worth a few hundred bucks, but um, it's just sitting here without a phantom in it. So I have the other ones, and I've unfortunately never owned the creature, which is the coolest, uh, my favorite of all of them. But um, I have the rest of them. Uh, but that's sort of my mm. first introduction to actual articulated action figures. And you may have, I can't believe you never saw these, Remco also made when GI Joe came out. They made three and three quarter versions of them. The ones that all of the Super Seven figures are based on, right, are the Rimco three and three quarter monsters.
1: That sounds familiar to me. I mean, I, I knew that they lingered, were those on...
0: lingered around in the eighties forever. I mean, yeah, they're I everywhere. Think... Those were so popular. They're everywhere. You mean they're a dime? I mean, they're expensive because people are they're collectible. But I mean, you can find fifty of them on eBay right now. It's not like they're hard to get.
1: Yeah, that does sound familiar to me. Just a uh, peg warmer type thing that I would they ignore were there because, because I was and looking ever. at yeah. email. and they, they were old. G&G.
0: And they were old probably at the time you were looking at them. Right. Um, but the cool part about that is they were so popular. Rimco made a little one of their little cheesy vinyl play sets that opened up and (laughs) had like a little place to you know a little uh, sarcophagus for your mummy and like a little table for frankenstein and awesome and it's a really cute little play set and um these are can be very expensive now even though they're not rare at all i just think people had them as kids and now they're extremely popular for people to collect and the other cool thing that came out for the larger um, nine inch scale ones is uh, they made what's called a monsterizer. They actually did it for both of them, the little ones and the big ones. Have you ever seen this, the Remco Monsterizer?
1: I've heard of it, but I don't know that I've ever seen so it. So,
0: what it is, it's like a table that you would put Frankenstein on. Right. And it has a light bulb in it, and you press a button, and it goes. Rrr! And, oh, it, and what it does minute. is it charges up the glow feature on their heads. That's brilliant.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. They did a Monster High uh, Monsterizer toy, I think that's true. If that's what I'm think thinking they
0: did of, too. I think they did too. That's a ripoff <coughs> of that, right? Right. So the totally um, yeah inspired because by the that. Monsterizer, particularly the one for the little figures, can be very, very expensive and very rare. And the little figures has a variant there's a variant version like a glow version and a non-glow version one has a black you know strip on it one has a glow strip you know like um, right that's like neon green and so there's two variants they can be upwards of 500 or more just to get the little for the little ones (laughs) one for the bigger figures can go up like 250 or more mine still works i can still you know charge those monsters up and um which is really quality toy making that it it still works quality toy making that's pretty great it is pretty cool and the only other thing to mention from the 70s was I hated the Mego ones because they didn't look anything like the universal monsters like I hated (laughs) them and I don't even have them to this day because I hate them I think they're the ugliest looking toys of all time and I have no nostalgia for them at all they're just the ugliest grossest things (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, except because it was Mego and they were very, had a lot of money at the time. They did make a Mego monster castle. Yes. That's in scale. And it's a big giant pink monstrosity. And it's one of those cheesy vinyl cardboard places. And I, I do, love those. And they've reissued it. Figures Toys has reissued it, but I do have the original one with all of its pieces. Wow. And that can also be a very sort of tough to get play second.
1: Yeah. Piece. I would imagine so. Especially um, with all the pieces. And it's not a, cracked.
0: It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But when you were when you were young, there was a couple other companies that made stuff, but they weren't popular. Like Imperial made a few ugly monster toys, but there was not really anything more no. the, beyond Remco in the early '80s. There was nothing until the '90s. I mean, absolutely no, I, nothing I, good. Yeah,
1: until again, the 90s. it was just those real Ghostbusters. There were toys like there were other types of toys based on monsters. Uh, they had like. Uh, it's stupid, but they had this thing that was, i was really little, but they had these pens that were bats and they would, they had blood in them.
0: Ooh, so yeah. So like you would,
1: you'd write <laughs> and the ink would look like blood. It was really cool. And they had this other game where the Dracula bit your finger.
0: Yes. And, that's, a, I love that game. I don't know uh, why yeah. I don't own that thing. It's, you can still see that commercial on YouTube. Yeah. It's a great it's game. It's great.
1: Um, there was a Play-Doh, uh, Frankenstein that I had. So like if you put the Play-Doh yeah. in different parts of his face, it would yeah, 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 yeah. it would ooze out. Um, but no, not uh, it didn't get creepy again until probably after my sister was born, um, which is pushing eighty nine. Um, I feel like I feel like with the resurgence of like Batman, kind of there was a there was a kind of
0: resurgence in dark sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, um, which is great because it was necessary, <laughs> um, especially in things like board games and video games. Castlevania, I think, probably had mm-hmm. something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of opportunities. I had, you know, and I liked monsters and I watched the movies. And right. I when
0: you were a kid, there wasn't really any action figure style product no. out that was worth a damn. They did have
1: bendy toys that I had. They did. Um, they did. Those oldy, old-fashionedy style bendy toys. Those were fun, and I still have a couple of those. Um, but yeah, no proper, official Universal mm-hmm. figures. And mm-hmm. I, you've mentioned to me something about the licensing with Universal. I think it was you. Oh no, no! Brian was talking about that. Yeah, where
0: it can be a little dicey of what you uh, can Brian and Brian Flynn from Super Seven yeah. was
1: talking about what uh, how what it was like working with Universal, mm-hmm. the people that hold the whole license to that, and how it, that could be a factor in why there hasn't been
0: mm-hmm. as much because it tends to be that I've noticed over my lifetime is about every fifteen years people get monster crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's about every 15 years, we get really great monster products, and then it goes away again. And then another 15 years, we get really cool monster products, and then it goes away again. Is sort of what happened. Um, right. Right now, because we're in a toy renaissance, you can kind of get whatever you want at any time. But in sort of regular retail style, it would kind of go about every 15 years before you got anything good. Um, But I mean, I grew up like i said watching those cheesy monster shows and of course that's when all the anthology horror the you know steven spielberg and all the and george romero and those people that grew up on the twilight zone and right they, they wanted to make their own anthology shows and so they made tales from the dark side and tales from the crypt oh. and amazing stories and the hitcher the hitchhiker mm-hmm. and um ray bradbury tales Presents, from and, the dark side and, and, oh and one so of good my, one of my guilty little pleasures is uh, anthology horror. Like I force my poor sad wife to watch anthology <laughs> horror uh, all she not like the time. That? No, she loves it. She loves it. But she, um, I force her like, can we watch some Ray Bradbury presents? And what's funny is is she likes it so much and she's been showing it to her classes because they're all from his short stories. So she'll show it to her English. Oh, classes. Sure. They'll read the short story and then she'll show them the, uh, the, the episode. That's actually a brilliant idea. Um, That's awesome. Which is really cool that she's showing her students these old 1980s, like badly made in Canada and Europe, these badly made anthology horror shows. But um, Students are
1: like, look, it's old-timey picture mm -hmm. shows. And I'm just,
0: I mean, of course, a huge Twilight Zone fan, but, I mean, those anthology horror shows might be my favorite genre of anything. It might be my all-time favorite thing is anthology horror. Interesting. that's probably my all-time favorite genre um maybe because i grew up in a renaissance of it and monsters being the you know that took well, over. yeah from the tales from the it's dark also, side and it's
1: also exciting and i think that i mean because i i love them i love them too i mean everything from twilight zone on well, in it's, those... that, it's
0: that camp factor which i know yeah. you and i love camp right and so it's that camp factor mixed with sort of that like when you're you're 10 to 12 (laughs) and you want to be scared and it's fun and you know
1: well and they were also on late so it was kind of like oh i'm doing Mm -hmm. something bad like Mm -hmm. i wasn't supposed to be up but i would watch those shows they were on like quote unquote late oh yeah so it was like i'm not supposed to be awake i remember a couple times putting a huge blanket over my tv in my room either to play video games or to watch those shows
0: yep yep um
1: yeah, I mean, I, I well, it's funny, when my, when I was really little, my mom used to watch this show called In Search of, with Leonard Nimoy. Do you yep, remember that? I
0: remember it.
1: Yeah. Um, and it was this. It's not obviously it's not monsters, but it's it's a similar feeling, like watching. Oh, yeah. uh, for me, it was. And mm-hmm. uh, and and um, unsolved mysteries, same yep. type of fear factor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? Oh, there's somebody looking at me through the window from outside. Like of that course, kind of scary. Of course, that's half the yeah. fun. That's half the fun. This is super cool. Um, I also feel like I have a little more exposure to kind of the campy ripoffs, like the Mel Brooks Young Frankenstein, because sure, yeah, that I you saw many times. Um, and uh, actually, <laughs> I mentioned this to you before, but I <laughs> when I first got into the business, I I did this, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari musical. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: That sounds amazing. Who did you play?
1: <laughs> uh, the doctor. Oh, okay. I, I was, you know, evil, scary troll man. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think I, yeah, that's, he's the scary guy with the hat. Yeah, the big hat. That's the, yeah. That's the doctor,
0: yeah. yeah. That's Dr. Caligari. And,
1: yeah. yeah, and um, it was... Fun and physical and silly, um, but the best part was the research because I got oh, to go course, watch a whole bunch of movies and read some read some books, and it was that's always fun for me. But it was uh, it was interesting because it it made me think about what people, how people used to watch those things, or 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 even as kids playing with those toys, like what the suspension of disbelief is mm-hmm. in the you know and how that has eroded. I feel like nowadays nobody's really capable of that anymore.
0: Well, well y'all got so desensitized, <laughs> right? I mean, everything is
1: like meh. Like even going back and watching some of those old things, I, Twilight Zone totally holds up. I still watch 100%. that. Twilight Zone it's...
0: is still the greatest show ever produced by humans.
1: Yeah, beings. like even even when the the effects aren't sophisticated or the costumes are obviously costumes, it's still fantastic, and you yep. still buy into it because it's it's mostly about the psychology. Like what, what is scary about yeah. the psychology of the what moment? What is scary the tale?
0: about us? Yeah. What's scary about us is humans and what we're capable right. of, you know? And I love that. And I, and
1: I feel like the ones that don't hold up are the ones that were just about, look at this gimmick we have, look at this head explode. Right. Well, I mean, he wrote you
0: know? 90, uh, you know, Rod Sterling wrote 90 <laughs> episodes. I mean, you know, come on, he could, <laughs> he only right. could go so far.
1: <laughs> um, Oh God! And th- another. This is just a random note. Whenever we watch that that show in particular, the idea that a thir- every guy that every time there's an episode with a man who's the hero or or the antihero, it's run, blah blah blah, thirty five years old. Like they're yep. always thirty five years old, but they're clearly like fifty or yes, well, a that's a convention link, of the time. <laughs> well back really... then
0: everyone was road hard and put up wet. You know they've been drinking right. whiskey since they were ten. So. <laughs>
1: Rode Hard and Put Up Wet.
0: Yes. A new podcast. <laughs> that's that's well a then, good title. But since we're talking about this, this might be the only time we can talk about the amazing Twilight Zone figures that were made by Biff Bang oh. Pal, Jason Lindsay, and Biff Bang Pal. We'll have Jason oh, on sometime. So good. But Jason Lindsay and Biff Bang Pal's Twilight Zone figures, which he made in at first in the Mego style, because that was what was collectible mm-hmm. when he started to make them, was retro Migo style was really big about 10 years ago. And then of course it morphed into people like you that collected three and three quarter. And so now, and then they made a bunch of three and three quarter figures. They've stopped making yes. them now, but they made a ton of characters. There I've were got, a ton. I've got them all sitting about right over here behind think, me. Is it like five so waves, so beautiful. Six yeah, there's a bunch of waves. I mean, there's about 20 of the eight inch figures and maybe another 30 of the little three and three quarter. Yeah, that's sounds right. It might right. be more than that. It could be so it's almost it 50, might be more. 50 Twilight Zone figures have been made, which is unbelievable. Maybe it was eight waves. Oh. It's a lot of waves. I can't remember, but they're they're about the greatest toy gifts that I've ever received. Yeah. Besides those breaking figures that should be coming out this month, according to Super Seven. Where are they, Super Seven? Um just I want my breaking figures, damn it. Just keep waiting. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, those Twilight Zone figures. Uh, when people come see my toy room, they're mostly drawn to those Twilight Zone figures. Of
1: course. Well, yeah, but that I would think that in Simpsons, but the because yeah. they're super but familiar. Twilight but
0: Twilight Zone, they are like what they made Twilight Zone figures. Holy right. cow! And people freak out. My favorite is Talky Tina. Yeah, Talkie that's Tina. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's one of my
1: favorite episodes. Um, and the and I bought my sister the doll because they made the. Large scale, yeah, oh yeah. Black which and black and white yeah, which is now very expensive. Yeah, which is now very expensive.
0: Is it really? Yeah, because they they don't make them anymore, so it's oh, long that gone was, and very that was expensive. On Super clearance on entertainment. It was Earth. forever, but now it's yeah. gone, and now you're gonna pay uh, five hundred for it on eBay. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like the Mystic Seer is wow. goes between 600 and 1000 now.
1: What? Yeah. That was like. 14 dollars on clearance.
0: No, Are you they kidding? they go crazy now, expensive, yeah. Oh my god. For the life-size ones. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right.
1: No, that was oh, down yeah. it was down that low. No, it, it was, was cheap really, when they did one yeah. of their
0: like New Year's sales or whatever. I remember yeah. cuz Brooke and I were like, "Should we get Talkie Tina? Eh, we'll get her later." And of course, now she's gone forever. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> No, yeah, I bought um, her the
0: the black and white one. I yeah, thought it was so cool. Great. fantastically cool. Um the fact that they got those made is pretty incredible and we'll ask mm-hmm. Jason about that sometime when when we have him on cuz I definitely want to have him on cuz he's a great toy collector, toy mind guy. Um, right. and uh, yeah, they I just wanted to make sure we mentioned those before we moved on any further into more monster stuff. I don't <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, um, BCR Duke but uh, I actually sleep in a Frankenstein's monster bedroom every single night of my life. Did you know that my bedroom was themed to Universal Frankenstein monster movies?
1: Unfortunately, I have not been in your bedroom.
0: (laughs) But, no, I
1: didn't know that.
0: Yeah, Um, we...
1: (laughs) How does does your wife
0: feel about that? She actually... um, Does she, she scream every night and her hair turns white. She does. No, she actually was um because I've always been such a huge fan and sure. she loves them she loves them as well. But um she indulged me and let me have um the bedroom as a Frankenstein's lair. And so I love that. It's of course painted in, in a dark gray like stone wall paint and I have uh all Eight of the uh, copies of the one-sheets of all the eight original Universal Frankenstein films. Oh, wow. Um, I have all eight one-sheets in there. I have one of those huge um, Ghoulsville masks of the Bride of Frankenstein that glows in the dark. So every night, she's our nightlight. Oh, my God. glows in the dark, and she's huge. (laughs) She's like two and a half feet tall and about two feet wide. And she sits over our bed at night, and we have... (laughs) <laughs> all of our sort of universal monster stuff in there, and right next to the bed, I've got like a, you know, like Frankenstein. Then you can press a button, and he makes noises and does all kinds of stuff. And we just have all kinds of um, everything, but the action figures are in there. So, so all you of could our say your paraphernalia. I'm...
1: A moderate fan, of... <clears throat> just a little bit of one of the Frankenstein.
0: I'm a, just a moderate fan of the Frankenstein films. So <laughs>
1: have you ever done? Fan.
0: Have you ever performed
1: in a, in a Frankenstein theatrical production of, of Frankenstein? I sadly
0: or? have not. Um, I have. <laughs> I sadly have not. My high school did Frankenstein. I think the year before I started doing theater, Ugh. like the play. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I no music, wait, I lying to I you. I did do a scene from a Frankenstein show for a acting competition at thespians when I was a kid. Oh, cool! So that's true. That's the only one I've ever done.
1: But um, we could do that. <laughs> I <laughs> could love do that show. I do, love that show. Well, I do love that, that show. That would be cool. Well,
0: there's that one that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch did recently, where he and um, yeah, what's uh, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, I know. Yeah. um. The guy from Hackers and everything else. He was in train spotting, and I don't know why I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head, but he's great too. They did where where they would switch the roles every night, where one would be the doctor, one would be the monster. And that's actually a pretty cool production that would be fun to do. Um, And uh, no, yeah, I'm a huge uh, Frankenstein's Monster fan, like a massively huge Frankenstein's Monster fan. Uh, the original films, any of the toys that have him, uh, they will be mine. Every single one will be mine.
1: What's your earliest memory of Frankenstein?
0: <sighs> I think it was watching the original James Whale, the first film, uh, nineteen thirty-one, on one of the my local monster show. Okay, which was out of the local. You know, the guy was dressed as Dracula and. Right. And um, he would introduce the show. And I think I remember it from that and all the cheesy, that makes... the cheesy quips they would make about it and stuff like that in the middle of the commercials. And right. I think that's my earliest memory. Um,
1: that sort of thing makes sense. I Of feel
0: Frankenstein. Like... And I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, they still had the plastic smock costumes of Frankenstein oh, of and Dracula and yes. all that. And I'm pretty sure I went as Frankenstein's monster a time or two. I don't think any of those have ever gone away. I think they're still around. I mean, Target yeah. had a whole huge Universal Monster section about two years ago, where you could buy yeah. any Universal Monster costume you wanted.
1: In some version, there's always mm-hmm. been that child version of that costume, that and Dracula,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and maybe the Mummy. Um, so that makes sense to me. Like the the, I feel like early childhood impressions have a huge effect on most definitely. With how much, you, if you are that type of person, how much you love, uh, you know a certain form of entertainment Mm -hmm. or a character or a property i feel like that makes a lot of sense
0: oh yeah i mean there's Frankenstein's monster people there's dracula people there's creature people there's you know there's mummy people (laughs) there's wolfman people i mean there's all kinds of this universal monsters fandom is huge
1: wolfman never spoke to me i don't know why
0: i i don't
1: i know i don't know all the others totally but not wolfman just didn't
0: I never got it. cheney is so sad and weird <laughs> of course how do you not it, feel sympathy for his sad kind of weird you no, can see that I in just, life he was a sad weird guy and just watching that yeah. the original film at least is just like wow you know
1: what I, i'll i'll you know what my homework will be to watch that one again the original film i is haven't fantastically seen it since I was a kid.
0: cool it's so good I'll watch it it's again. So good. Well, I've got that box set, of course, of all the Universal Monster Horror movies, where you know they have all eight Draculas, and they have all the mm-hmm. you know, or all the uh, Frankenstein's, and all <laughs> the mummies, and all the creatures, <laughs> and all the everything, all, even anything the 40, Dracula, cheesy '40s ones. Have you ever Dracula seen Have you I ever watched. seen Dracula's Daughter, the sequel to Dracula? Yes. Yes. Um, that, one's, that one's got like the wait. crazy lesbian overtones for the 1930s. Who was the, who what who was the actress? I can't remember her name, but she's great. Wait, and now I know I want to I want
1: to look that up. Um, what was the other? And of course, version?
0: all these '30s horror movies just aped off of Doctor Cabinet of Doctor Caligari and all of the German expressionism. Well,
1: uh, yeah, I mean that, that that style of acting too, like their awareness of the camera without mm-hmm. directly, or well, sometimes directly looking into it, especially if you're, you know, that's how the shot goes. But this kind of um epic theater style kind yep. of um brechtian <laughs> not to like overuse a term but uh that's already overused but a brechtian style of film acting where it's so heightened but you know they're aware of it but they're still completely committed to creating a mm-hmm. reality mm-hmm. it's fantastic to me i i, I love that Um, Because you can kind of get away with anything. If you're really capable Mm -hmm. of pulling that off, you can do anything, and and as long as it's telling your story, the person's going to buy it.
0: Oh, 100%. Um, Well, if you don't remember Dracula's Daughter, it's time to watch it again, because it's actually beautifully made. It's still one of the good ones. The 40s ones get a little campy, but the 30s ones are still pretty darn good. I Um, just
1: saw a few of them. uh, It was like, well, not just, but last year there was some kind of... Some anniversary. I don't know if it was director thing or on AMC. They had a, or not AMC, uh, T- Turner Classic Movie Channel. They had a a, a night, overnight of oh, one after the other. And I can't remember why. I don't remember if it was someone's birthday or whatever. They do that. It could have been. Um, and I think I saw it then. I think.
0: Yeah, it's a great movie. Well, what do you remember about Monster Toys in the 1990s? Because there's a lot of them. Um, Did you ever get any of the 12-inch style ones that came out? Or the little ones, the 8-inch ones that came out? No, because they were I everywhere.
1: was two uh, obsessed with comics um, and Batman and X-Men. Um
0: well, do you remember them at all? The ones from Sideshow Toys? Yes, absolutely. I mean
1: they those were really intense to me. And and again, like when I've mentioned those that heavy to me, like the heavy metal style of toy. Yeah. Not literally heavy metal, but the the intensity and the kind of the violence almost that goes into mm-hmm. that type of sculpt, that that stuff was definitely in that realm for me. And it was kind of the stuff I would look at, but I would never I didn't buy. It was just a very different world. Oh, yeah. Um, but beautiful. I mean, the sculpts, And probably, yeah, yeah the most ultra detailed sculpts. At
0: oh, that yeah. Time. They still hold up. No, the sculpts yeah. from the, especially the eight inch ones, Right, those figures hold up. I mean, the articulation's not there, but the sculpts hold right. up really, really well. And they, they ended up making almost <clears throat> 20 figures in the eight inch scale. Then they made the little cheesy, like, dysmorphic ones that were on skateboards and <laughs> the little mini ones with the big heads. And they also made sort of subscription ones, which were the 12-inch ones. That's how they started sort of that side show. Oh. Subs- they were the sort of first subscription figures. That's interesting. Um, I had no idea. They had a yeah. whole entire 12-inch line um, that has all... I mean, they made everybody you can think of. Every version, every actor that played Frankenstein's monster, every character Bella Lugosi played. I mean, they they really went deep in the well with universal monsters and made so many incredible characters right um and they were so popular you could get them at you know at least the eight inch ones you could get those at target you know really yeah you could get the eight inch ones at target that's where i got mine i had the whole collection you could get them at target and they made figures that had never been made like you know bella lugosi's igor from son of frankenstein right and, and um And a lot of really cool characters or you know, the Mask of the Red Death Phantom of the Opera, a figure that had never been done where he's, you know, comes out in his big red outfit um, in the film with the huge mask on and all that. And they made all kinds of really neat characters that you just never saw. They even went into like the fifties universal horror stuff, like mole people and, you know, the creature and all all kinds of really neat, weird stuff. Um, And, and so there was all kinds of really cool stuff that Sideshow did at the time, and it was so popular that by the early 2000s, Hasbro started making monster toys again. Hasbro oh. made 12-inch Wait. figures. I didn't know of any monster of that. toys. You don't remember seeing these? They came in these weird, like, cylinder boxes. They weren't in regular boxes. They were like in cylinders. They did Planet of the Apes too, where they were similar. Where they came in like these cylinder boxes.
1: I'll have to look it up because but like I a molded do. bottom,
0: like they're standing in like grass or something, and they're like in a box that's clear, like a cylinder. Right. And they came and it was like the Invisible Man, and they made Son of Dracula, the Lon Chaney version, and they made Charis, the Mummy version from the '40s, and all kinds of different ones that Sideshow didn't make. And they're a oh little God. out of scale with the Sideshow, but they're still pretty cool.
1: I need to look them up, and we should post yes. pictures of those too.
0: Yes, you Dumbo, you're killing me. You're killing me. Yes. So, anyways, um, nowadays, of course, nowadays, of course, you can get a million monster toys. My favorite one right now is this one that I'm showing to you, which is the <laughs> yes. Nemezco 112 Collective yes, Black and so White cool. Frankenstein's Monster Variant, which I was so excited they made. And they are not, unfortunately, making any more right now, any more monsters. But um, this one is, I don't know. I don't know. And they even made him a little play set, like a little doorway play set that's really cool. Um, But you can, of course, I mean, we're in a huge monster thing right now. Mego has returned. Yeah, I bought the uh, the Dracula
1: Dracula and the Nosferatu figures that they just put out. See, I haven't
0: seen the Nosferatu. hasn't made it here yet. Oh, really? Where did you find yours?
1: Uh, Think Geek. GameStop. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. Yeah, we. Then they're like a bunch of them sitting there. I know they're everyone. The whole world has them, but they haven't come down here yet for some reason. I Hmm. haven't seen any of the new Mego stuff. Um, We got Hmm. all the old stuff. So I have the Dracula and the Frankenstein's monster and all the the Wolfman and all those. But um, I mean, we're in sort of a in a monster renaissance. So there's monster toys everywhere. Yes. So the last monster toys you bought was what Nosferatu.
1: Nosferatu and uh, Dracula. And then prior to that, the Super Seven.
0: Uh, yeah, all the second Super 7, second wave, yeah. the
1: second wave of monsters. Yeah, I still got to get those, uh, I which had those. that Phantom of the Opera in the right. in exactly. the uh, red I devil costume.
0: I have the first wave. I need to get the second wave. I haven't gotten. They're those great. Yet. They're much They're better fantastic. than the first wave for sure. And yes. of course, I've got the Super Seven Haunted House to put them in. Unlike <laughs> you, and as we found out in our last episode, there's only ninety in the entire <laughs> world. Now the prices are going to be even... I, I actually need to go look and see if they've gone you probably up. probably should get one immediately. <laughs> yeah, I
1: can't afford that right now. That's you got too much. many Snake Mountains to buy? I have
0: too many Snake Mountains to buy. <laughs> just, well, you're getting one. me one for Christmas, Just one right? is
1: enough. Uh, I have to sell my kidneys. I'll oh, just get um... rid of
0: that kid. What do you need a kid for?
1: <laughs> He's taking up all of my toy money.
0: He really is. Um... What a ripoff.
1: Yes, I know. It's terrible. Although, I have to say, it's really interesting. Speaking of impressions, it's just interesting watching him experience things and, and know, like, I wonder if he's going to love this for the rest of his life yeah. or if he's going to hate this or if he's going to forget about this, like depending on what it is. Well, you know um,
0: when he's about 17 years old, he's going to grow up and go, Dad, I never liked she Right and storm out of the house.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, he's running around with the sword, going, "I'm Shiva," <laughs> and like breaking things, which is really refreshing because then he's also like, "I'm Batman," or "I'm he." He does not care. Why shouldn't? Whereas, whereas, well, he shouldn't. But like yeah. when we were all growing up,
0: oh, that was a
1: big deal. No, no, not to sidetrack because that's big another no-no. episode. No, no, but no-no. uh. Well, yeah, isn't that nice no, that in a generation
0: that that is something where we don't care who the hero is, and what right. gender they may be, we just like that hero. Right. I wow, think that's that, cool. that gives me hope for the future. The only hope, because, you know, there's no <laughs> other hope in this horrible country. But anyways... Hope? Thank oh. you guys for listening to whatever episode this is of Each Soul Separately, Collect Them All. It's episode 12. But well, anyways, with me, Colonel Scar and your friend, BCR Duke, Brian Charles Rooney, please, if you're in New York City, bother him about all your Super 7 Snake Mountain questions, because he loves <laughs> fighting with people about shipping on things. And if you didn't listen to the last episode, come on, people. Stop. Masters of the Universe, you are the whiniest bunch of whiners, especially the Shit. ones... especially. You it's, Australian it's a ones. Small it's those dang Collective
1: of people that just <laughs> don't want to be happy.
0: Uh, I don't understand it, and I don't care. So you think have a, man, a good week, everyone. Yeah, you think a man in fur underwear would make you happy enough? Anyways, <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It's the battle of the mini monsters.
1: Introducing Freakin' Night. Dracula and creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: The monsters with glow-in-the-dark features.
1: Frankenstein is in a foul temper. Dracula flies in. Fangs bared. Creature surfaces dripping with rage. Phantom shows his fiendish face. I can't walk. Is he ugly? The monster battle rages on. It's a howl.
0: The monsters with glow-in-the-dark features. Each sold separately from Remco.